Welcome to the Free Form Rock Podcast with Mark and DJ Lee. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode. What the fuck is that? It's Don't Fear the Reaper, man. You're not playing that pussy shit in the blue torpedo, man. I told you. Blue Oyster Cult. Give a fuck if it's Blue Oyster Cult, man. It's a pussy song. If it's BLC, how could it be pussy? Let me tell you something. Every band puts out at least one pussy song so they can find out who the faggots are. Now take it out. Fuck you, man. Fuck me? It's a pussy song. Say it. Pussy song. Real faggot. Say it. Say it. Pussy song. Okay, man, right. It's a pussy song. Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark and DJ Lee. Unfortunately, DJ Lee had an emergency that she couldn't be on the show today, but I have Lee Gershman coming on in a few. Uh, this We're going to do uh, Blue Oysters Cult, Fire of Unknown Origin from 1981. I'm not too familiar with this album until some one of the fans on the page asked me to do a review of this. It's Intrigan Demon. He's on um, the Needle in the Groove page where you buy vinyl. He suggested we do this, so I said sure. I asked, so I'm gonna. I only got two answers: this one and uh, uh, Psycho Cafe by Bang Tango. Everybody loves that band now. <laughs> so let's. Uh, I got a few music news since Lee isn't here. She usually grabs the news. Uh, Mike Portnoy of Dream Theater says he's not too busy to go on that tour where they're doing tour. Sorry, I have a problem with that word. Uh, doing uh, Images and Words, uh, 25th anniversary of that that uh, album. Uh, he said he's not too busy. He just thinks they were joking about that. And then, um, what else that I that I heard of this? Oh, I was listening to the Eddie Trunk podcast, and Triumph will not be getting back together anytime soon. They are happy with what they're doing. Rick Emmett is happy with his solo career. The other two are happy lounging and and running their uh, metal their, their recording studio so they won't be getting back together anytime soon now let's bring in our guest today mr lee gershman what's up lee hey how you doing i had to rush right in it's like thank goodness you did that news so that i didn't um so that i wasn't late rushing all the way over to the studio uh-huh. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, I'm doing right on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I was hoping to have a Lee here today, so we'd have two Lees. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, um, I wish her well, and maybe it might happen one of these times, but I hope that she's getting done what she needs to get done, and it's all good. Yeah, well, this is an album I, I, I know the hit and the song from the movie Heavy Metal. Uh, what is it? Uh, Psychic Wars? Yeah, Veteran of, of the Psychic Wars. So, okay, you know one song more than me. Yeah. <laughs> I know Burning For You. That's played on classic rock radio forever. And Veteran of Psychic Wars, I just know it from watching the movie Heavy Metal. And I was reading about this album on Wikipedia. It said this album was produced by, you know, the Iron Maiden producer, Martin Furch. That's a good sign. Yeah. And this included the top 40 hit Burning For You, number one on Billboard's album rock chart represented a resurgence of the group's commercial standing after two albums of disappointing sales. Fire of or- Unknown Origin would be the last final studio LP featuring the band's original lineup till 1988's Imaginos. During the subsequent tour, the band fired original drummer Alan Bouchard. This album was 
It says this album continues BOC's tendency to write quirky songs from the title track featuring lyrics by Patti Smith to join Car Joan Crawford. Many of the songs were intended for of the soundtrack for the animated film Heavy Metal, such as Vengeance, The Pact, whose lyrics follow a detail of a plot of the Tarana segment in the movie. However, only song, Veteran of Psychic Wars, was ironically not written for Heavy Metal, co-written by science fiction author Michael Moorcock, and ended up in the film's final version of the soundtrack. So that was pretty interesting, and I, I remember this band also. There's a stoner movie I watched called The Stoned Age. Where, mm. where they talk about, dude, you went crazy every time, ever since that laser hit you in the eye from the BOC concert, man. He says, yeah, but it spoke to me, man. <laughs> oh, I somehow in a past lifetime, I kind of remember that that um, scene. I don't know whether or not I remember the movie, but I remember that line. Yeah, he just like. He gets hit the laser and he shows himself in a baby in the womb drinking a bottle of beer. <laughs> oh, okay. I think I, I think someone in my house was watching that, and I walked in for about twenty seconds and I saw that and went oh and continued walking. So I think I saw that. Well, I actually liked that move. I actually bought it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even remember it until you mentioned it. I didn't know about it. I was a stoner and I saw the movie in the thing. The the Stone Age. I gotta watch this movie. So I just bought it without even knowing about it. <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder. I was looking for more stoner movies other than Cheech and Chong because I watched them a million times, and Half Baked. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So let's, uh, Lee. So you 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 really haven't heard much of this band either. Um. So what were I, your, what were your thoughts I, uh, of this band when you first heard them? All right. Well, um, that's kind of a complicated answer, but not not a long answer just it's like um i mean of course i had heard of them and i i i forget exactly how long it was since i had heard of them but um if if it was like if it was the same deal as mahogany rush and grand funk railroad and all those groups i probably first heard of blue oyster cold around maybe 1974 when I was about eight or nine, and I never heard anything by them, I just saw that they had album covers, and um, people would say, I would ask them, oh, how's Blue Oyster Cult? And I think they would say, they're good. I mean, I never heard them, but they're good. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. But um, then finally, I had heard of the song Godzilla, because <sighs> everyone kept talking about it and then finally like I had heard songs like I, I would go to the bar and then other groups did Godzilla uh, and and but I hadn't heard Voice to Colts version I just heard other groups like in the bar play it so I kind of heard that song but then finally I had heard MTV and I heard Burning For You and I was like oh um okay um you mean I waited this long to hear this and it's this oh whatever <laughs> but um but i you know i i kind of knew that that was probably later on in their career and i i had heard a lot of good things about them but it wasn't until just kind of recently um one of my uncles he really loved gloister cult and whereas i never grew up with him he grew up with them and and listened to them a lot so for me thinking oh who's who ever hears Blue Oyster Cult 
he was the opposite. He was like, well, who doesn't hear them? You know, so um, I was listening to some of their albums just to get acquainted with them. But they're not a group that I just sit down to listen to. And this album was not one that I had heard. I mean, I, I heard Vernon for you, of course. And I, <coughs> I did see the movie... Um, heavy metal, but when I saw it, I was probably in a stoner mood because I kind of remember not paying much attention <laughs> and just sort of like it was on, but but nothing really stuck. So I must have heard the song, but I I couldn't couldn't remember it for the life of me. And so for me, Blue Oyster Cold is one of those groups that are, are on my um, like. Like, it's the thing in the buffet that, that you never try except once just to try it. They're kind of like that group for me. I don't really dislike them. It's just they've never been the group that I usually pay much attention to. Exactly. I, I, I don't pay much attention to them. I know Godzilla. I know Birding for You. I know Don't Fear the Reaper. And I know oh, yeah, Veteran Psychic one. Wars. But this is about it. You know, I, I just heard their hits on the... Thing. I never here. really got into them. I remember a song they had an out song in, on MTV called "Dancing in the Ruins." I remember that one because there was a big video for that, and I liked that song. Mm. But I heard that album. Nobody really likes it. <laughs> so. Yeah, I don't even know if I remember it. I'll I'll say I do just to appear hip, but I don't remember it. <laughs> yeah, I know the the Combat Rock and Metal podcast really digs this group a lot. I've heard a lot of podcasts. On them. Oh yeah, and, and their, their opinion, even their opinions, really didn't get me to want to listen to them, even though I respect their opinions a lot. But uh, they, yeah, that's a really good show. If you guys want to go check that out, I like that show, even though they don't care for me much. But I, I do uh, tell you, if you like metal, hard rock, go listen to the combat rock and metal. We com- listen to the rock and metal combat podcast. I always mix those words together, and uh, also check out Terrence Reardon on his. Uh, uh, YouTube page, Terrence Reardon and Friends. He's got some good album reviews on there. I have nothing against these guys, and I apologize to them for being a dick to them. You know, that's just me. I'm a dick. So, that's it. But uh, let's get into this album. Let's get into the first song, Fire of Unknown Origin. Right. <laughs> what do you think of this one? Alright, well, um, when I first... Well, the first thing I thought was that it sounded like one of my songs, so... <laughs> That's a good start, and but it has a commercial sound to it. But I thought overall that it could have been heavier. It's okay, but it it, it kind of it's kind of like it seemed like it was porridge that kind of got a little too cool. It was still fine porridge, but it it to me it it could have benefited from just a little bit more of a like a heavier beat or a bass or a something like it. It seemed kind of, kind of, like they held back a little bit. Yeah, I, I like the song. I like the chorus. It goes, "Fire of unknown origin took my baby away." It's like, what the hell? That's <laughs> um, weird lyrics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that's 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 one one thing that I'll well I'll I'll get into more as as we get into more songs. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's a good album opener. But when I heard this song, I go, "Okay, this is going to be a concept album." 
Uh, no, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> it's not like we're going to get into a story of why his baby got taken away, but it didn't happen. Oh. <laughs> Maybe she got taken away from the psychic wars, you know? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, that's what I figured this album was going to be. I thought it was going to be a concept mm. album with the, the title track, you know? It sounded like a story going on, but no, there's no story. It's oh, like it could have been like, like the song they took away his baby, but then the next song... He realized it was a, a, a thing of lettuce that they took. <laughs> so, and then the next song is he has to try and find another store that sells lettuce that's not as wilted. <laughs> that's a good analogy, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't put it past them. I, I should tweet them and give them that idea. Well, they still are uh, doing concerts all around the country, uh, playing, okay, I, playing dive bars gonna... and shacks, so... Yeah, I'm not going to go, but I mean, hey, I'll be rooting them on. <laughs> hey, Ian Wally said to go see them because they're actually good. So I, 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 I like his opinion, man. I, I would go see them. Oh, I like his opinion, but I'm I'm not going to go, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get into the next track, Burning For You, the big hit off this album. The song that I hear almost every day if I put on classic rock radio stations. Luckily, I have an iPhone that I can listen to uh -huh. my own music. I don't have to listen yeah. to what some playlist wants me to listen to. So what do you think about yeah. this? Well, lucky for both of us, because I don't necessarily want to be force-fed this song either, but it, it's it been a while since I heard it, and this sounds so 80s. <laughs> yeah. Hearing it was like finding an old can of beer I put down back in 1981, and I decided to finish it today. I like it better now because it has that nostalgia for me. It has a good groove to it, and it's a commercial song that works, I think. I like it a little better than some of the other songs that are like from around that time that are big hits. Yeah, I, I like the song. I like where he goes, time to play B-sides. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Time to play B-sides? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know why I like that, because there's a lot of good B-sides out there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's, it would make someone then turn off the turn off the song and play the B-side, and then they go, Hey, what did you think of that song? And they went, I don't know. I kept turning it to the other side, because <laughs> the man in the music told me to. Uh, well, this 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 song reminded me of like, the first song fired a, a no origin, and it goes, Burning for You. So he's burning for his girl that got burned by oh, okay. fire by no urgent. I don't know. He's either <laughs> either that or he was smoking something and he burned his hand on the <laughs> on the match and then he just decided to write songs about fire. Fire. Yeah, yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we <coughs> excuse me. We get into song number three, Veteran of Psychic Wars, which was in the movie Heavy Metal. And by the way, Heavy Metal was my first crush on an animated character that girl had outrageous bodacious tits <laughs> oh well i love cartoons and i love women so i um totally hear you there well um i would say this right away it made me think this was a really bad scorpion song <laughs> it got a little bit better as it went along but for me it was definitely a filler tune uh, yeah. I like this song because I like sci-fi. I think the song is really sci-fi. 
And I like how he's talking about how he, his body's there, but his mind is gone. I, I, oh. I, I kind of like that. You know, it's kind of how you're drunk, your body's there, but your mind is like oh, okay. flitter flatter. <laughs> it sounds like that was sort of the, the, he was describing the mindset he was in when he wrote it. Like he couldn't <laughs> write, like, like, like he had a hard time trying to write a good song. So my body's there writing the notes, but my mind's kind of um, on that football game. <laughs> Maybe the fire of unknown origin came and took his mind away. <laughs> hey, now, hey, we could we could probably do our own um, concept album review, uh, idea about that, and if we put it somewhere, there'd be enough suckers who would believe us. Yeah, well, <laughs> people would be wearing uh, what do you say, tinfoil hats? <laughs> hey, we could sell them for two hundred bucks a pop. You know, yeah. might as well make our money. Yeah, BOC should have <laughs> BOC should have made those like tip tin foil hats that say BOC on them. <laughs> I'm sure they would have tried that at one point. <laughs> that would have been funny. And then yeah. we get into track number four, Soul Survivor. What did you think about this one? Okay, now we're getting into Aldo Nova territory. Oh wow! So far, so far, this album sounds like they were afraid of doing anything heavy I so far I'll say that if I was totally drunk and couldn't move I'd probably let the song play it's it's what I call better filler it's 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 a better filler song I don't think this band was ever really heavy metal I think they're more progressive just like classic rock sounding so yeah I'd know they have a song called heavy metal in here and they had a song in the movie heavy metal but come yeah. on uh, Sammy Hagar had the song heavy metal in that movie and he's not heavy metal either so uh, most of the time anything that is like a movie or a magazine called heavy metal it's not going to be what you think it is yeah the only band in there was heavy metal in that movie was Black Sabbath because they also had Cheap Trick on that soundtrack Oh yeah, well, I, I had a, I had a grandma who would probably think that Cheap Trick was heavy metal. <laughs> so you you never know. <laughs> yeah, they do have some hard riffs though. Yeah, yeah, I I like this song. I agree with you. It's kind of filler. This album, probably I've only listened to it three times, and that was for this show. It would probably oh. have to be a grower on me right now. So a lot of these songs are my yeah. first opinion of it. Maybe down the line, I could come back to this album and redo it. But um, right now, I just stick with the greatest hits from this band so far. <laughs> and then we get well, it, yeah. Then we yeah. get into uh, heavy metal, black and silver. This is the song that you told me you actually liked on this album so far. Yes. So um, let's let's play this song and then we'll get into your opinion on it. All right, Lee.
So what'd you think about that song, Lee? Now this should have been the first song on the album. This is very good. If the whole album sounded like this, it would have been a great album. Yeah, this this song is killer. I love it. I like let's see, one I like Burning For You, but I'm kind of burned out of it. The first song, the third song, and the fifth song so far are my favorites. So far. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, and then we get into, we turn this sucker over, and this song was awesome. I like it. Heavy Metal, The Black and Silver. I don't know if they were talking about the Raiders. Nah, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea, yeah. but maybe this is why Ian Wadley loves this album so much, because he loves the Raiders. Oh, yeah. I like them, too. Yeah. I would like them better if they won, but I'm, 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 I'm a fanboy. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, who cares if they suck? I like them. Yeah, this 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 song is awesome. I love this song. And uh, you, did you hear that when the Raiders move to Vegas, the guy who owns the Bunny Ranch is going to build a brothel next to the stadium? Um, I I hadn't even heard that they moved to Vegas. Oh, you didn't know? But twenty twenty, they're going to be in Vegas. Oh man, well that that would give me an excuse to go and see them or the the brothel either way <laughs> I, 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 I could say oh I'm here to see the Raiders and then sneak off to the brothel and come back and say who's been winning <laughs> and and then they go Raiders have been losing and I go hey I don't care I'm feeling good <laughs> you know <laughs> see they're gonna have a brothel and they're probably gonna have a drunk tank right next to the stadium <laughs> that, 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 that would be perfect trilogy right there yeah, the cops are gonna have their hands full in Vegas, man. When the Raiders oh, get there. yep. Yeah, it's like you can't go to a Raiders game without a fight breaking out. <laughs> uh, and 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 the guys like um, hey man, Marshall Tucker band man, they're the heavy shit. Yeah, um, let me put this beer can on your face, man. <laughs> and that's when I run off and say. Uh, bye. I'm going to the brothel. I'll be back in 69 yeah. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we turn this sucker over and get to the opening track of Side 2 with his vengeance, a parenthesis, the pact. What do you think of this? Hmm, alright. Well, this sounds like if Rush did a Blue Oyster Cult song. It's pretty good. And the fast part sounds like the Scorpions. Yeah. I actually love the guitaring on this album. That's one thing. The solos are really great. I like the solos. Yeah. The drumming's really cool. I like how they don't really oversaturate this album with keyboards, even though it's 1981. They still have the keyboard, the 80s twins lyrics, oh, the quirky yeah. lyrics in there, but it doesn't sound like it. It yeah. still sounds like they're more in the 70s version than the 80s version. Yeah. The group. And, and, and one thing I'll say is that um, one thing that I've noticed with their albums for me is, e well, I I don't like all of the songs on any of their albums. There is always going to be a few I don't. But I found that side one mostly was kind of like, to me, the safe side. Mm -hmm. And this side is more like the adventurous side. So so they, they always give surprises. That's That's one thing that I'll say is that as I was listening to Side 2, I was quite surprised. Yeah, Side 2 is more um, 
like you, like you mean, adventurous. I like this song, Vengeance the Pact. It's really cool. It's, uh, I think it's almost, no, it's not the longest song on the album, but it's, pr it's four minutes and 41 seconds. It's pretty cool. And then we get into song seven, After Dark. What do you think of this one? Oh, okay. Um, this sounds like the group Scandal played on this and decided <laughs> to give it to Blue Oyster Cult. But with that being said, I like it a lot, but it's different than what I did expect from them. Well, this just kind of sounds like goodbye to you compared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it kind of does. Kind of, kind of like, 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 like if if you were not hearing anything and then you see all the teeny bopper kids dancing around with yeah. their slurpees and and their lemon yellow hoop skirts and their and you think, ooh, what are they listening to? A net Funicello, and you come in and no, it's a Bloister Cult song, huh? Uh, Weird. A net Funicello was hot, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was hot. <laughs> Sad the way she died, man. Oh, I... Yeah. Yeah, well, let's get into... Uh, After Dark was pretty cool. I liked it. Really good song. Sorry, I don't really have much to say about it, because I've just barely listened to this album three times, so give me a break. And then we get into <laughs> number eight, Joan Crawford. What do you think of this one? Okay, well... Well, what, the, wait, this is one of the songs that you told me you like, so let's yeah. let's play this song and then we'll get your, our opinions after it.
Yeah, that was um, Joan Crawford. So, what'd you think of that song, Lee? Oh yeah, well, the words of the song are very weird, and the music sounds like the group Saga. saga. I like this. Yeah, Saga, Saga, whatever. <laughs> um, I like this song because because it is so weird. It's definitely not going to be played on radio anytime soon. But yeah, um, it. It was interesting. I really liked the beginning keyboard part by itself. I almost thought that if it stayed like that, that I would have been satisfied anyway. But yeah, it was if they have a tendency to do songs that um, melodically I could hear as being on the radio, but the words make it really weird. Yeah, I like think the song is just as weird as Joan Crawford was, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that might have been the point, <laughs> to and try and get her to get up from the grave so she can talk to them and say, hey, you ruined me in that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, when I was listening to this album, the, the quirky keyboards that they do in this, this album, I was thinking, man, Lee Gershman could play this. <laughs> oh, well, hey, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm actually thinking about doing a bunch of songs with really strange lyrics, like like... I'll just say real quickly, the poet Ambrose Bierce, he apparently died and they couldn't find where his body was, but he wrote a lot of spooky ghost stuff, but he also wrote a bunch of poetry and um, um, wrote stuff about like like being angry at politicians, like if he was getting, like, going to be in court, he might say, I'll see you in hell, Mr. Judge, or something like that, and I might I might do some, some songs to his lyrics and try and be Blue Easter Coldish. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, if you guys don't know, Lee does, has his own YouTube channel where he has his songs on there, like, uh, I Want to Slap Your Face, right? <laughs> well, 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 yeah, yeah. Let, yeah, yeah, Slap Your Face, it's, yeah, that, yeah, I haven't seen the guy who I want to slap, but but hopefully one day soon. Oh, there's lots of people out there <laughs> I want to slap, <laughs> no problem. Oh, okay. I like this, I'm waiting for you to write a song called Bubblegum, You Wear Out Like the Taste of My Bubblegum. <laughs> Bubble. Gum or bubble gun? Bubble gum. Oh, okay. You know how bubble okay, gum I'll, I'll... flavor wears out? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I might I might do that and credit you. I want to spit you out like my bubble gum. <laughs> okay. I'll, if I do that, I'll give you credit. All right. I, I, I could see you writing that song. I was thinking about that the other day, looking at some of your okay. songs on YouTube. I go, that would be, that'd be a Lee Gershman song right there. Hey, you, you're right. <laughs> All right, and then we get to the last song, which is another song you like, so we'll talk about it after we play it. So here's...
Okay, that was don't turn your back, not don't look black. So, <laughs> so sorry if you thought I was racist there. I meant don't, oh. don't turn your back. So what did you think of this song, Lee? Oh, now this sounds like something weird I'd do if I tried to sound like Sly Stone. <laughs> and believe, believe me, that's what I wrote. I didn't say it because of what you said. <laughs> and this is really good. It's probably my favorite song on here aside from heavy metal nice yeah I, I like this song i think it's a good way to end the album overall i enjoyed this album it wasn't boring it was pretty interesting to listen to and yeah. um i i will listen to it more just be there's so much new music coming out for me right now that and all the vinyls i think i got that i need to listen to <laughs> It's like yeah. I, I was stuck on that Night Ranger for the first three weeks, and now at least I'm like moving on from it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually do like that Night Ranger album a little bit better than their original stuff. Some people are saying, ah, it's not as good. I'm saying, no, um, it, it's about the same, except maybe a, even a little better. Well, I, I, I think their newer albums are a lot harder. Yeah. Less, less ballady, uh, more riffs. More guitar. The Jack Blade sounds incredible. His voice just keeps getting better. Kelly oh, Keegan's yeah. drumming is a lot harder than it used to be on the older albums. Oh yeah. And I think the the, the songwriting is just it, is excellent, man. I've always loved Jack Blades on anything he's done. Solo, Damn Yankees, Night Ranger, uh, the Tacmo Shioto group where he just played bass. Really good. Oh okay. Really good. Really good singer songwriter. Uh, yeah. Don't really care for his son. His son sounds like a adult contemporaries. Colin Blades, he produced his album, but I don't really like it. Uh, <laughs> but right, uh, yeah. I love. I even like Kelly Kiki's solo album. So I I love this band. I want to see them in concert. Never seen them in concert. I've seen Damn Yankees twice. I seen mm. him. You could still. I seen him sing. You could still rock in America with Damn Yankees with Ted on guitar, and that was incredible. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tommy Shaw singing background vocals is awesome. Yeah. I'm wondering, was Ted, did he act like he does in his solo stuff, like like talk a lot and get all angry, or was he more subdued? He was more subdued with them, but I oh, did, okay. uh, they, I listened to a podcast where um, Jack Blades was talking about they were playing with Damn Yankees in Texas or something, yeah. and he was pissed off about, where where is uh, Willie Nelson from? Is he from Texas? I, I would I'll imagine so. He was playing in Willie Nelson's hometown, and he read a story that his fans got Willie Nelson's fans got together and paid his IRS uh, back taxes for him. Oh, and that pissed Ted off. So Ted really? just went on this. It was in, they were playing Willie's hometown at the time, and he said, "This is fucking bullshit." He said, "You fans get out there and pay his taxes. I pay my own taxes, motherfucker." You don't need to go pay somebody else's taxes. It's his fault he freaking hid his money. It's his fault he didn't take care of his money. You guys are hardworking people out there. You don't need to pay a fucking millionaire's taxes. Wow. <laughs> he was pissed. I would, yeah, that sounds weird. It, I, on the other hand, I would say if these people earn their own money and want to pay someone's taxes, that's that's their choice. No one's telling them to do it. You know, if they want to help Willie and pay his taxes, that's their right. Yeah, and it says Jack said him and Tommy just went off the side, off the side of the stage, and just let him go on his tirade for about ten minutes, and then went back <laughs> on stage. 
But when I, when I wow. saw them in concert, it was in the middle of Desert Storm. Oh. And uh, Saddam Hussein. Uh, the wow. only thing he did, he had a cardboard cutout of Saddam Hussein, and he had his bow and arrow on stage. And he goes, this is for oh. America, motherfucker! And he shoots him right in the heart, the cardboard cut, cut out, and then he gets, starts jamming on his guitar. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. You know, when people actually loved America back then. <laughs> yeah. Because his if tirades, a, his tirades was... back then, weren't people didn't take him as controversial because they actually believed in what he was saying, and now they're so liberal... I think yeah. liberal, liberalism is kind of a disease because sometimes you don't you don't see both sides when you're liberal, and I think uh, far right is a disease too because you don't see the middle. If you're far yeah. right or far left, you don't see the you don't come together in the middle ground, which is what our government needs to do. And yeah, I, I, I'm more conservative, but I can yeah. see liberal points also. Yeah, I think we should all just get together and dance. Yeah, get together and drink and party. <laughs> Have yeah. A, have a kegger, man. <laughs> yeah. But I was going to say, if, if if it was that Ten Nugent solo concert when he did that Saddam thing, he probably would have been a whole hour on it. You know? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> Saying, let me get this let me get this going and the band's in the background. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I want to see him right now. He's playing with a three-piece. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, I want to I want to <laughs> see Ted in concert, man. I, I I listen to Double Live Gonzo and and I've seen him with Damn Yankees, but I want to see him by himself. I want to see oh yeah, I want to see him go off on that guitar. You know, I I get really yep. tired of people that just look at him as a nut job. Why don't you look at him? As yeah. A, if his if you listen to his music, there is nothing political in his music. It's all about sex, women, yeah. and blues. That's all. It's Wang Dang, Swoop Poom Tang. You know, it's Wang yep. Tango. It's Cat Scratch Fever. It's nothing yep. about fuck the government or screw the <laughs> liberals. You know, it's just music. The guy can play. The guy can kick ass on guitar. And he's oh, a yeah. great musician. But his politics blind people to his musicianship. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of those. <laughs> I can, I can like... To put on my sunglasses and get rid of the glare of the politics and just listen to his music, his and, music and, is fun. and dig him. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just fun shit. It's fun to yeah. listen to. Even with the Amboy Dukes, Journey to the Center of Your Mind, what a great song, oh, yeah. man. He, he didn't see oh, lead definitely. on that. You know, he's he's had Meatloaf in a singer, that St. John guy singing. You know, yeah. it's and his voice, man. I love Free For All. I love Cat Scratch Fever, man. He says, oh yeah. This guy, when he just goes on the solos, you just hear his soul into that. He loves to play the guitar. He loves to get out there and play. It's not like Britney Spears going through the motions. He, oh you yeah. You could feel him playing through even the recorded guitar solos. You know he's into that. You know he's he's loving what he's doing. Oh, definitely. That's a problem I wish, with musicians. These I wish days. he. Yeah, I wish he. Um, respond when I tweet him, but that's okay. I I can forgive him for that. Yeah. Maybe he <laughs> responded Obama's an ass. He probably say, "Yeah, brother." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he's great. Did you know that he played bass with? Uh, he was talking about that uh, Chuck Berry needed a bass player, and he said, "I do it." He get up there and he played bass for Chuck Berry and Bo Diddley. Oh wow, that's that's real cool. Yeah, I awesome. I had I seen an interview with him where he mentioned that. It was an Eddie Trunk when I heard that a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. Great guy, man. Hey, Lee, do you have any music you would like to 
to uh, tell, um, tell people about? Oh, yeah, well, um, there's, um, um, give me one second, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to look real quick um, to see, um, I, I have, I have a, um, oh, okay, um, I, 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 I did a whole bunch of playlists, um, so, okay, what I'm going to do is say that, um, I'm going to, um, all right, one second, okay, um, I, um, all right, well, um, if, if you, um, ever heard of Jackie Lomax, um, he, well, well, George Harrison produced one of his albums, and, and George Harrison wrote a song for him called Sour Milk Sea, but Jackie Lomax, he, he did a whole bunch of different solo albums and stuff, and he's still around, but he's not real big known, but he did an album called, um, like, Home is in my head, and 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 that that came out in like 1971 or something, and it's 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 it, it it's a really good album. There's a song that I think, "Give It All You Got," um, and it's like, um, the it kind of goes like, da 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 da, man waits. There's a thing he doesn't know. Hesitates, da 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 da. You gotta give it all you got. Da, 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 da. It's so like a funky white man funk kind of um, bluesy album, and um, I think that they still have some of his stuff like in print. You know, he's still around. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good album um, for people who want to get into. I'm I'm getting into some of the obscure stuff, so yeah, Jackie Lomax. Okay, I'll, um, I'll put this in the link in the sh the show notes. And all right. I'll put an Amazon link. Yeah, use my Amazon link too, please. And then I'm gonna oh, give, okay. I'm gonna give you guys some recommendations. The movie The Stone Age is a really good B movie. Go check that out. I'll put a link in there for Amazon. <coughs> you guys to check it out. And I just picked up the new Deep Purple called Infant Infinite. Or Infinite. Oh. I think it's Infinite. Or Infinity? No, Infinity would have a Y, right? Yeah, this is Infinite. Yeah, yeah it's produced by Bob Ezrin. Really oh, wow. good album. They do a great version of The Doors' Roadass Blues on the last song of the album. It's a great album, man. I really like it, and it came with a DVD movie. It's uh, oh, called okay. From Here to Infinite. It's like a, uh, like a... I haven't watched it yet. It's a documentary on the band. Really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was nine ninety nine at Best Buy when I got it for a DVD and the album. Oh, okay. Yeah, right on. <laughs> so oh, yeah. Um, would you would you want me to give you that link to the thing that I mentioned? Jackie um, Lomax. Afterwards? I, I wrote it yeah. down. Home is in oh. my head. Yeah. I'm, oh, okay. I'm writing this cool. down so I could put it in the show notes and and okay. your YouTube link and your okay. what's your book link? Um. All right. Um. I can. I can either give it to you or... Uh, well, I have um, them but, in my other show notes. I'm just going to paste and copy them and put them back on. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because that, that saves me the time from having to figure out the address to my own stuff. Well, you, the, have, you, have, this, you, you have YouTube. You have... Your, yeah. What's your other two links you have? Um, I have WordPress. WordPress. And um, um, I also... Um, 
I have a blog, but I haven't done much recently in that, so that's sort of like promoting, that's like promoting old cheese. Okay, I'll um, put your YouTube link and your WordPress link up. And the pod, well, my pod your podcast, beam, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Podbeam, which, which is not quite old cheese yet, but it's getting there because I have to do some more stuff on that, but that's still somewhat contemporary. So I'll have the, I'll have those, I'll have uh, the links for the movie, the the albums we recommended and your YouTube, Podbean, and WordPress links. Okay, great. And the uh, links for this album if you'd like to buy it too. Last week I put I couldn't put a link up for the Queensryche album because it was terrible, so I put a link up for a good Queensryche album. <laughs> well, hey, um, you you might as well promote what you want to promote and not and not what you're well not liking. I don't know if you heard last week's episode. Me and Lee were kind of like, this album sucks. <laughs> I oh I oh I heard I, yeah, I definitely heard so what, of, what you said. Instead of putting a link up for Operation Minecraft Two, I put a link up for Queensrÿche The Warning, an album I like. <laughs> oh okay, well that that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, well I'd like to thank you for being on the podcast again, Lee. And next time, hopefully the other Lee will be here. Okay, well hey, thank you, and I um, definitely enjoyed it. All right, thank you, Lee. I'm going to edit this right now. Take it easy, man. Okay, all right, take care. Okay, bye. bye. Hey, 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 DJ Big Bushy here. And if you like the beer cold, the women hot, and the music loud, then get your ass to the biggest party on that metalstation.com, the Big Bushy Power Hour, every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Big Bushy Power Hour It's the biggest party with the biggest beer. Hi, I would like to promo some podcasts that I'd like to listen to. The Cassius Morris Show, Metal Raps, One-on-One with Mitch LaFon, Cheap Talk with Cheap Trick Chat, Podkiss with the Podfather Ken Mills, and last but not least, the Decibel Geek Podcast with Chris and Aaron. And also I have some great Facebook groups that sell vinyl. Needle in the Groove, Vinyl Seconds, and Wicked Sweet Vinyl are great and always have amazing records. Take it easy, guys, and go check those groups out. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast. Check out my Amazon link and tell a friend. Thank you.